0: the opening music.
1: Oh, yeah. I can do that now. And live.
0: In... <laughs> Foxy. Lady. <laughs> Wasn't that our thing?
1: Uh, we couldn't get the rights. I don't know if we got the rights to the song. In my
0: experience, no podcasts have the rights to the music they play. They just do it anyway. They just do it anyway.
1: Okay. Uh, let me just crank this bad boy in.
0: I, I feel like I gave you a cue and you have missed it for about 10 yeah, minutes.
1: Yeah. You know Windows, right? You you click to open something, and that and when you really need it and need it in time, it loads for an excessively long yeah. period of time. You
0: know what happened to me today? I clicked the Windows search bar, and you shut your pants.
1: Bar. Yep. Please no, stand and the search bar just disappeared. shut. And you're gonna have to hold that thought because we've uh, hit that cue. It's the song. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Ah. Ooh. Ah. ah, I don't know why that uh. the fruit you had, but I'm leaning into it. Ooh, I don't
0: like it. <laughs> you you take never me go home, back. I don't feel safe.
1: Hey, welcome to Wide Shot. I'm your host Jesse and he's your host Logan.
0: Is that what we do? Welcome to Wide Shot. I'm your host Logan, he's your host
1: Jesse. I feel like if we just end every sentence with an upwards inflection, we don't yeah. have to actually ask Zealanders? any questions.
0: I'm just asking questions.
1: We can't ever uh, go back.
0: I'm just not going to finish the thought I was having before the I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> by the theme music.
1: One could argue you, you preemptively and rudely pre-interrupted the theme music. Um, that's right, I'm taking the no, music no. side.
0: <laughs> that's right, I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> when
1: history looks back on this moment, they'll know that I stood on the side of music.
0: When history looks back,
1: they'll go, "Yeah, nah." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, nah," but it's like aggregated now, so it can't be taken off the web. Whoops!
0: Aggregated. Uh-huh. Aggregated. Uh-huh. Think it's something to do with gravel right? Yeah,
1: let's check out my gravel pit or something. Um, it.
0: No, but also could have been a great theme for this song. Sure. Theme oh, for the song. Theme for the song. Theme so oh. for this show. I do.
1: Oh, there might have been a possibility if we, for this show. if we had reached out to um, the RZA, Whatever it's called. maybe he would have let us use it.
0: RZA, the ODP.
1: When you did ODP, it just all like crinkle cutted your uh, oh. your input, and it we sounded great.
0: We'd be bored to contact the ODP. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Finally watched *Midsummer*.
1: Sorry, I'm just picturing a Ouija board that just doesn't have letters on it. It just has Wu Tang quotes, <laughs> Wu Tang lyrics There's on it.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> No! we're the bitches.
1: Wu Tang is for the family. It's for the kids. Um, God, we're white. Welcome back to *God We're White*. I'm your host, Chad. I'm of God and white. <laughs> He's your host. His dad owns a dealership. <laughs>
0: um fuck you broke my train of thought what was i saying
1: uh (laughs) welcome back to dead air
0: (laughs) that's right now our sub show (laughs) that we never get off the ground with your
1: hosts john dead and michael air
0: of all the shows that didn't need to be an amalgam with the um Moses' names (laughs) it's dead Uh, I finally watched Midsummer.
1: Midsummer, talk me through it it's so mad
0: it's everyone that shat on that movie is wrong it is an end to end like just
1: I accidentally googled Midsummer. weirdly uncomfortable
0: (laughs) thrill ride I didn't even hear what you said then so fuck you
1: I said, we oh, we have a bad habit of cutting each other off. I accidentally Googled Midsummer. I, I still
0: can't hear. You. Uh, I, can, I was just cutting you off, and all I could think of on my feet was to say I can't hear. Oh, you son of a bitch.
1: You got me. <sighs> you gagged me good. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Into It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so talk me through it, Midsummer. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. I haven't.
0: Ah, oh, it's a movie about the um the teens from the university who are a. I think they're like an anthropology course. Get convinced by their Swedish friend to go visit his tribe that's like Swedish, but they live really traditionally. Right.
1: Uh, if there's one cult, and, one type of cult, like not cult tribe to not um, trust. It's a white one.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying throughout the movie. And also, just you know how maybe it's because white people again, but you know how um, in historic, well, just in when you when you're shown in media white people interacting with like different religions, mm. the only ones that ever seem to hurt you are either straight up modern religions or weird old fashioned white religions. Yeah, yeah. Like anytime you interact with some sort of like native religion or something they're usually the good guys at the end
1: mm. yeah it's like these are also
0: i think just their ways of doing things don't generally seem as terrifyingly right. i mean it's it's swedish so like their religion is really existential like it's all based around a group of people who had to live for the elements so they're really like put the group first instead of themselves.
1: Right, right. Okay.
0: So um, they're one of those races that does the whole, once you get to like 60 or 70, you just jump off a cliff onto a rock so that you don't uh, burden everyone.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, I read that there. Um, jump off a cliff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so the, <laughs> the the all the white people get taken to this ceremony and they don't know what it is. And then they just suddenly notice the, the old people appear at the top of the cliff and then one of them jumps and she just goes straight down onto a flat rock and her face explodes. And then her husband, I assume, follows after her and he drops feet first like he's pin dropping into water. Damn, okay. So it just shatters his legs and then he lands on the ground and starts it's screaming. doesn't help
1: that I'm reading all of these Swedish names in this article um, which, and then you're describing this sort of level of horror. <laughs> just want to think, oh. Brutal. brutal. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Br- bro, uh, uh, I like how the cast oh. are all American. Um, and then they cast like all of the standard Nords And like yeah. lesser roles.
0: But, the, but it is um, a Swedish film, which is. The main character yeah. is. It sort of treats. You think that the main character for the first or sort of third of it is the um, main white dude. Mm but it's actually his like um, emotionally distraught girlfriend who he's. It's so it's such perfect fucking awkwardness. Mm-hmm. They um like it's it's exceptionally well written how awkward they managed to make it. He's been trying to break up with her for a year, and she's just gone from like family tragedy to family tragedy, and she's never he never feels comfortable ditching it.
1: Yeah, he can't just yeah okay
0: yeah and then and then she gets an email from her sister and she's like I can't do it anymore it's too black Mm. mum and dad are coming too and then she just gets a phone call and finds out that her sister um, turned the car on in the shed piped it into her own mouth with some piping and duct tape and Mm. also piped it into mum and dad's bedroom and killed the entire family holy shit okay Um, so then it just cuts to her like aggressively crying and then he's supposed to go on Swe—go uh, to Sweden for a like, lad's trip mm. and his mates are all kind of expecting that he's actually going to have ditched her by this point. And then he just like pussies out and refuses to make the decision and ends up um, inviting her without telling his friends. I feel like... And then tells all of them that she was invited by all of them um, in front of them.
1: This guy's making the horror movies we always talked about doing.
0: Yeah, yeah he really is.
1: The setup sounds have like you something Have you exactly seen Witch*? Ah, to- uh, yes, I have. Yeah, so it's same s- dude. Same dude. Ari yeah. Aster. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy uh, who did *Hereditary* as well. Is it? Yeah, it's all connected.
0: Oh fuck!
1: That was his director- like, directorial d- he debut. Do, he did that thing. Um,
0: Didn't he also do? Did he do *Witch*? His name's not on a *Witch* cast. at all. What? Oh, do I get it wrong?
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're thinking *Hereditary*. Sure, was
0: the *Witch*, witch dude.
1: Uh, it might have been the producer of *The Witch*.
0: No, I, that okay. was Robert Eggers um,
1: who did um, *The Lighthouse*, the new one that's come out that's winning awards and stuff. Robert Eggers has only do? done like oh, *The Witch* so. and *The Lighthouse*, whereas Ariasta's only pretty much done *Hereditary* and *Midsummer*.
0: Ah, okay. So it's Hereditary was the one that everyone was wondering whether this would be a good follow-up to.
1: Yeah, and it seems like it is.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if it it's meant to be the same, same sort of prospect that Hereditary. Well, it's not, did. Is
1: it? Yeah. It didn't. Well, it yeah, it kind of just been—it's no. been and been, been gone, hasn't it? And I didn't really pay attention to yeah. it. But when Hereditary came out, I went to the theater to see it.
0: Yeah, I. Midsummer came out in that awkward, like, mid-year spot. I think.
1: Yeah, so. June and July. But with Hereditary, yeah. I was like, ooh, uh, Tony Collette in an, what, what looks like a, um, a genuine horror film. I'm going to want yeah, to see that. Yeah, like a,
0: one of those sort of adult horror films yeah. as opposed to like a teen focused one. Yeah. Um, the other thing if there's about any, Midsummer, any actress that's mastered
1: the, um, the ugly cry. It's Tony Collette. Even when she's not <laughs> crying, she's mastered the ugly <laughs> cry.
0: Um, Midsummer is very much like. it's it's borderline kubrickian the way it frames things
1: that reminds me of wicker man
0: because the entirety of the group live in like a sort of a glade in the middle of a foresty area um but it's it's sort of i think it needs credit for the fact that it's a horror shot in the most like bright sky blue daylight for almost the entire film Mm, mm-hmm Because so it's you, it's northern Sweden in summer, so there's, like, less than four hours of darkness a night.
1: It's going to look like an ABBA music video, but with um, cult members.
0: Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Um, and they, they constantly get dosed up on things, so you have scenes where, like, just random background elements in the scene are, like, changing size and warping slightly.
1: Oh, cool. So they can't actually um, trust what's happening because they're so... Um...
0: Yeah, but pretty Perfect. much you realize that the Swedish guy was actually, um, his focus was, he, he he was for the sake of his tribe bringing back a bunch of human sacrifices, basically. Right, okay. But the the Americans all do key things that makes them unforgivable, so you actually kind of want them to die. Mm, mm. And it, it almost becomes a weird transition story where it stops being like a, everyone's getting picked off. What the fuck is happening here? These people are all insane. And um, because they all sort of gather around and accept the, the distraught girl mm, mm. and raise her up and she ends up being like the the spring queen or something like that and they have this thing where all the women dance around a maypole but they give them like a some sort of drug that makes them I don't know, potentially like um, like makes them all spinny and giggly, but also at the second they spin and fall down they'll just puke everywhere and collapse. Mm-hmm. And so the the process of finding this May Queen or Spring Queen or whatever the hell it was was you all dance around, just keep dancing, keep dancing, keep dancing, and eventually everyone will collapse but one person and then she's the queen.
1: Oh god, um, okay.
0: She at the end gets pick the final chosen sacrifice and she picks her boyfriend who was just yeah basically treating her like shit the entire time and she was a bit of a doormat but also kept hoping that eventually he'd turn around Mm. but then um one of the one of the like tribe girls decides she's picked him and she wants him to knock her up um so does all these weird attempted ritual things to try and get him along and then eventually they just straight up drag him and bring him into a room and then all of a sudden he notices he's just like standing there and has to bang her on a bunch of flowers and shit while a whole bunch of women are standing around naked mimicking the sex sounds that she's making (laughs) and at the end it's just like this Chunky naked woman shoving his hips into the girl, and they're all going like, "Finish, finish, finish." <laughs> uh, Sweden, and then yeah. yeah, and then he gets dosed up, and you just put into it. Um, he gets left in a wheelchair for a bit. He's just sort of groggily staring around for the rest of the movie. Then they um, sew him into a hollowed-out beer corpse, and put him and a bunch of other human sacrifices all inside this cabin thing, and then light it on fire. Mm. They, they believe in it so much that they're also all happy to be a part of the sacrifice. Right. So like two of the they all local guys the bi- get chosen to be sacrificed as well and you see them like looking at each other as the fire comes towards them and then even though they've been drugged up to apparently not feel it, you see the fire touch one of them and he just starts screaming and you see the other guy getting terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's it's literally just... Um, of wicker man
1: yeah i was gonna say based on just the images that came up when i first brought it up on my screens it's like oh yeah that's just wicker man but like yeah Riddier. it's
0: people getting sacrificed for a um, thing they don't understand or believe in
1: mm. it's interesting he's got nothing else planned oh really yeah
0: is that because the reception for this movie wasn't as good as you'd have thought?
1: No, it was open to positive reviews. It probably just didn't make as much money as they expected it to, but it's hit an 83%, whereas Hereditary had an 89 so it's by no means bad. He's just got nothing else. Oh, I mean, he might on IMDb. I'm not checking there, to be fair. Um, Ariath, dude. Yeah, there's nothing else announced. He just did he's done a bunch of short films, did hereditary, then midsummer, nothing.
0: Nothing else. In plan. Nothing he's attached to even in a different capacity. No,
1: no. But I mean I suppose it's only been six months and he's in his uh very early career. So um early career, what is he like forty five? <laughs> Thirty six. Oh. See, so, so he's only been... I, mean,
0: I, yeah. I wasn't insinuating he's old, I was just <laughs> no, saying, no, like, just like you know, Hollywood doesn't really let you do shit until you're over a certain age. Yeah,
1: exactly, and you usually have to work your way up on big productions and lesser roles before you... But he's basically just done short films since 2011, up until oh, okay. Hereditary, where he managed to get it made. Shit. I don't know if any of those short films won anything, though, you know. Short film about a crazy homeless man and the apocalypse. Short film about a slimy detective. Played by Jim. Oh, like Jerry from Parks and Rec. A short film about an actress. Um, and, uh, I don't know.
0: Just a lot of words. Huh.
1: A lot of unnecessary words.
0: How are you feeling about um, Mandalorian so far? Um,
1: since you reminded me that yeah, they are essentially just making um, samurai films using Star Wars, which is essentially just making cowboy films with Star Wars, which is what Star Wars always was. It's or, always aspired to actually do. It's really growing on me. The last episode was really good. They're doing a pretty good effort. A uh, pretty good effort words um they're doing a, a really good job of making somebody whose face you never see actually seem human relatable enjoyable to watch which on the first episode yeah, i was there, a little bit fear weird about it
0: that you're like is it weird that i don't feel like i'm missing out by not seeing his face
1: yeah no it's we're forced to um focus on the other things for a change we can't look at his face to see what he's thinking so we have to infer based on his literal literal physical action or inaction what he's actually going to do because mm. um, you're also not, let in, you're only really let into his head based on like flashbacks yeah. and even then yeah. you don't actually get to understand anything that happened except oh, liter- literal like the easiest form of PTSD <laughs> your family got shot up in a civil war <laughs> lots yeah. of, lots and of like, bombs uh, crashing, uh, and crashing and every like loud bang but can potentially trigger that and seems to regularly. Um
0: crack me up that um I was I made the joke of oh and now the native woman um wants to tell him about how it's been so long since she last got laid and does he want the job and Charlotte punched me in the arm and then that female character walks up to him and literally basically implies that And she like went, ah, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't you undermine my right to believe that a woman is entitled to get laid, madam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I inverted it and made her the sexist person. Oh, yeah, of course,
1: naturally. When people think of feminists, <laughs> they think of you. Um,
0: yeah. It's just, if anything, right she, she, on,
1: she she took she, on. She's... Not to shit on Charlotte, but uh, she just um, embodied the f- um, physical dominance of the male patriarchy by hitting you as soon as you had an opinion.
0: <laughs> this is true. Now she was, um,
1: but it's not her fault. She's pregnant with baby. Given that
0: Yoda. I almost weigh twice her, I think um, she was speaking truth to power by punching. <laughs> yeah. me. Um,
1: well, as a feminist, of course you're going to say that. It makes sense um it's not no. her fault it's hormones she's <laughs> she is pregnant. face it,
0: logan you're a
1: <laughs> you just cooked yourself um God damn she me. she's pregnant with yoda's baby so it's fine
0: yeah she's um a- as far as she's concerned the show is not called the mandalorian it's called wins next episode of baby yoda up <laughs> nice yep.
1: fair enough um so you need to get her a baby jaja for christmas
0: <laughs> just a full-size Jar Jar thing,
1: <laughs> but with the, just those jet black Baby Yoda eyes. Oh, there's a T-shirt.
0: Ah, uh, oh. uh, he'd look creepy with black eyes. Yeah. Like the thing about Yoda is he's got such the Baby Yoda's got such big eyes mm. that they and it's. You know, he's, he's small, so you, like, look into them. And there is actual visual depth there. His eyes do have color to them. Mm, mm. But Jar Jar already has eyes on stalks.
1: Yeah. Hard enough to so associate. So if you it. made those
0: <laughs> black, he just looks like something that would eat you if you got too close to it.
1: Especially with those big, like, gigantic human teeth. <laughs> that that um, amphibious... Oh, right. he's got, like, a horse mouth. Yeah, eh? that amphi- amphibious lizard man seems to have for some reason. Those are not the teeth of a lizard put them away
2: Uh, oh
1: uh. Oh, there's a short film called Munchhausen what's it about what's it a silent film Uh, it's basically just that scene from sixth sense where um, they go to that funeral uninvited and learn that that girl was murdered by her mother cool 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 (laughs) (laughs) cool cool
0: cool, cool. (laughs) Um, do you see YouTube has now changed some of its policy about age-gating video violence? No. Video game violence.
1: Video game violence? It's not what, yeah. what they should really be concerned about, but cool.
0: No, but all it made me think was, yeah, about a month after Google releases a gaming platform.
2: Hmm. Oh,
1: yeah, right. Okay.
0: All of a sudden, you finally care when it's in your own financial interest.
1: Yeah. So it's what make, well then, it's making continue, it easier to get, to get be violent so content. So
0: fucking far behind the ball. Uh,
1: okay, so they're getting yeah, they're making it easier to get violent content online now, instead of the other way where the things would get flagged.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the because the current the current um, way of doing it is ridiculous. What do you have to, I mean, are they basically doing another sort of apocalypse type thing where literally everyone that isn't one hundred percent kid friendly is just fucked?
1: Pretty
3: much. You
0: just stop getting ad content, ad revenue, and well, I it, think it either which makes no YouTube sense because they've got the kids
1: version of YouTube that they like throw in your face every time you go on the main page. It's like, hey, want to yeah, try the YouTube they, kids um, app?
0: But it's it's something like they. Yeah, because I didn't realise that as far as YouTube is concerned. If they genuinely the care. YouTube is an R13 platform. Yeah,
1: like if they genuinely cared, the YouTube that you would see by like by default would be the kids one. you be like, no, I want to go to the real YouTube and you'd click through to get to it. Yeah. Um, but they don't genuinely care, so that's not the way they're going to do things. Plus, I think most people are intrinsically just logged in at any given time to whatever um, Google-based thing they're using. So they don't even think about being logged in or having to go through that because you confirmed your age several years ago once and now you don't need to worry about it because they've got all that information on you anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think the the logic is um, they want to tailor so that like the only content they have is the stuff they can guarantee they can sell Mm. so they'll just start to shred out everything else
1: which essentially for the most part just comes down to being things that are already on tv that they now set up to be in bite-sized clips for those uh, those shows channels to accommodate the way that people actually want to watch those shows now which is not to watch the whole episode it's just to watch bits on a massive compilation Yeah. I mean, it's the best way to watch QI these days.
0: Yeah, it really is. It get, and those um, get, Jimmy Carr based panel shows. Yeah,
1: it gets rid of all of the um, all of the preamble needed for those shows where you have to introduce the crap in between them.
0: The Queen and the part where they're actually playing the game and all you <coughs> hear is the funny bits. Yeah. Um, have you seen that Half Life trailer?
1: Uh, yes, you made me watch that. Not made me watch it, but you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, horrifying, like.
0: Have you have you got much VR experience?
1: Um, no, not really. Not beyond.
0: Um, you would hit a on my Vive back in the day before I got rid of it, right? Pretty much, yep Briefly.
1: Briefly, um, I've played a friend's. He's got a Vive as well. Um, oh. here uh, I've only played it once but I played the Batman VR games oh this is pretty cool just being first person Batman
0: yeah and that wasn't even a particularly great VR game no it it was clunky did your flatmate have Pavlov
1: it wasn't my flatmate but um, Pavlov VR game
0: It's, it's almost like they just ripped off Counter Strike in VR right okay but it's it's kind of like if you want to feel like what a good first person shooter would feel like in VR, you just play Pavlov.
1: Right. And that's what it's meant to be. Okay.
0: You could almost just own VR and only own Pavlov and you would be totally fine. Mm. It's kinda of like the game you pick up for half an hour every time you would
1: I wanna go sprinting through a map and kill bad guys.
0: Yeah, things are simpler. and it really is like sprinting. Like if you turn on the, instead of point-to-point movement and you turn on the actual movement, mm. if you crouch run and don't hold your gun in front of your face, you sprint.
3: Mm. Mm. But right, because okay. you're,
0: so, you're essentially gliding on the spot because you're not. Ah. Um, so you almost feel like you're kind of skiing through maps.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's an interesting way, way to deal with... A knife
0: or a handgun.
1: It's an interesting way to deal boozey. with um, VR limitations. You know, with actual physical movement to actually move yourself when, when you're not in an environment where you've got a hundred meters in every direction where you can play, or you know, sitting on a fucking treadmill of some kind and doing that kind of shit to the nth degree of um, just pure f- fortune being able to afford to yeah. that level of setup, um, it kind of makes sense. It's,
0: I mean, I I find I will get carsick if I play those ones where you. You push your thumbstick forwards and your character glides through the world. Mm, mm. But I also don't like the point-to-point teleporting because it just doesn't feel good or like it. it feels like a step backwards as far as games, and it doesn't feel like it has any place in an action game. Yeah, yeah. Because it it feels like something out of like one of those weird sort of point-and-click puzzler games.
1: Yeah, and you can. I mean, you can tell based on the the massive massive drop in quality of these games that they've had to take several steps back to make it work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what what you do end up with is the games that you can tell have had really serious thought put into them. Uh they look more like bright, vibrant Nintendo kind of colour schemes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what works best in VR if you go really bold with what you're doing as opposed to trying to make something that looks like Call of Duty and you're just going for the most realistic thing you can build.
1: Yeah, you're making yeah, you abandon photorealism for um for what I call the you know, the perfect blend of um cartoon and kinda just physics, mechanics behind it. Like time, that's why time splitters is just such a and you know, those old half life games and old portal games have just such good replay value because they're smooth. They, yeah. they don't offend the sensors in any way they're quite comfortable to, to exist in you go back too far and you end up with a system shock type of world where you're like oh this hurts because they tried to do photorealism before they even had um, the, con- the concept of yeah. HD um,
0: yeah whereas um, like the I would say you know there are definitely better looking games out there but mm. the VR game that looks best on any VR kit, and always just looks nice and looks fun to play is a game called gorn gorn g-o-r-n i suggest you google it and i will talk kawaii. kill gorn is like a vr gladiator game
1: uh, go- oh a game um
0: <laughs> so it's, you're just two hands in a gladiatorial arena yep. and um they'll buff weapons down do whatever and then a gate drops and really dumb generic looking guys will start marching towards you and you basically just hack them to bits. But
1: I've seen the, um,
0: the, you can like pick people up and, you know, rip limbs off with your, Mm. like with your bare hands.
1: Oh, he's built like a Gorn. That's for sure. Um, it's, I've seen this title card all over. (coughs) Oh God cough into the mic next time, please. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, this just has all the fun of um, those yeah those really cool fun gladiatorial games, but with just pure cartoonism to them.
0: Yeah, do you remember Shadow of Rome? Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I'm thinking of. was like fuck, I just need Great another, I just game. need another Shadow of Rome.
0: What? Why has nobody just built another third person gladiatorial battle game? And and it doesn't need to be you know like same way Shiv is, where yeah. it's like you won't win every fight you go into but you will win some of them mm. and that will feel like enough
1: yeah because you're exhausting yourself to trying to actually like you, you it feels like there yeah. are actual stakes to what it is that you're trying
0: to do but i've got one suggestion no octavianist stealth missions
1: <laughs> oh man but it's so relatable <laughs> a whiny kid
0: also, was, I finished Death Stranding. It's
1: clearly like the fuck boy of Julius Caesar, right? We established that. It's oh, Basically, for sure. basically well, what those um,
0: Marcus Agrippa was the main character.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's basically what. um, um adolescent you boys you kill Caesar
0: in that game? Or does Caesar get killed and you get framed? For you it. get framed for it, yeah. Oh man, I still see photos of Priyanka and Nick Jonas and look at them and think. Oh, they've never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've heard that that's one of those they're both gay couples.
1: Yeah, I mean she's thirty seven and he's what not definitely not thirty seven.
0: I mean, might be.
1: The Jonas is? She's- no because i remember we used to make fun of um your sister we've for made having... fun of
0: these guys specifically before oh, we used to make fun i of... think i wrote the yeah. blog article ripping into one
1: of the videos oh we used to make fun of people we knew um, for like crushing on them when they were clearly children what back in the day oh we used to make fun of um make fun of whitney.
0: like adult females who were yeah. keen on yeah children back
1: at, back at uni we used to make fun of whitney for being like 22 and so that's a fourteen-year-old boy. Stop it! <laughs> stop liking that music she like that. Know. <laughs> it's weird. How you know?
3: <laughs> Jesus, he's two years younger than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what? She's like ah,
0: oh, she's two years eleven old, years. She no, she's thirty. She, ten years. Yeah. So she's thirty-seven. Thirty-seven.
1: No, hmm. she was
0: born in ninety on eighty-two. I was thinking eighty-eight. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Fuck. Oh. I mean, power to them, I guess. I really shouldn't <laughs> throw a <shade. laughs> We're not throwing a we're just... Or, or shit on people that may or may not potentially be in the closet. Um,
1: this is the gossip section of our news news um, news site that we're apparently setting What were we
0: talking
1: about up. before
0: that? Gorn. Oh, yeah, I said <laughs> I um, I finished Death Stranding.
1: Oh, yes, okay. Death um, Stranding.
0: It... it like the the third, the most of the third act, like the first half of the third act, mm. you will literally be standing there going, "This story makes no sense, and this is not going anywhere." And it somehow wins you back. Huh. It makes no sense. That's like well, the, it does, um... but it's, it's it's a Kojima game. It's mm. he entirely writes the the laws of physics for the world you're playing. in yeah, to yeah, such yeah. an extent that you have to totally buy into this plot in order for this plot to be able to make sense. Because mm, mm. every second word is a um, acronym, terminology or, yeah, that is a new potentially word. established and then explained to you like 10 hours after it's established. Yeah. Like when you die, everyone has a beach. It's basically, I think, like a purgatory you pass through on your way to the afterlife. Right. Now, the Death Stranding was too many beaches becoming aligned while an extinction entity aligned them because they have a more powerful beach than everyone else, causing all these beaches to align, which caused like a sort of a connection back to the real world which then caused the dead souls that hadn't left their beaches to go to the afterlife to start trying to find their way back through to the living world because they miss being alive right and that's the thing about
1: the kojima games you have to genuinely suspend all disbelief because he never gives you you have to
0: just say i'm in a hundred percent
1: oh he never gives you an in in the first place he never you, there's never somebody Think who's... about
0: how many people just unashamedly love Metal Gear Solid middle Metal yeah. Gear Solid is Actually, Metal Gear Solid is only about two thirds as stupid.
1: Yeah, it's it's bonkers, but um, it's still Metal
0: Gear Solid uses the motif of like Western soldiering and real wars. Yeah, so you cannot line yourself to, to, to something. Tell its story. Yeah. So you you. There's enough groundedness around the nonsense that it actually sort of seems more okay. Yeah. Death Stranding is like, nah, fuck it, we're going full on bonkers. This is Facebook meets Amazon yeah. distribution center. <laughs> you you only go into buildings that have other people in them, like the start and the end of the game. Right. So you are not face-to-face with people 90% of the game. All the people you talk to are holograms that are like sort of teleprojecting, but potentially projecting in a way that makes them physically... Do you
1: genuinely interact bear. with them in the game? Or like are they in real time? Really. Or are they just recordings?
0: Oh, no, they're all in real time. Oh, okay. But... um like, until they join up to your network, they're really bad quality. Then once they have joined the network or even the staff that work for the government. Mm. Um, Things get better. They're so present that they're, I'm pretty sure you, you can touch them even though they're technically not there. There's haptic feedback. Um, of all the people that are in that game, Guillermo del Toro is the one you talk to and interact with the most. Oh, that's so
1: cool. <laughs> But and I'm guessing his English just is isn't clear enough. He is a
0: zombie built out of dead people parts.
1: Huh. Is that a nod to the fact that he tried to it, make Frankenstein? It's
0: never mentioned at any point, but you're just told it about 20 hours into the game right. by him. By... And he, when he just decides to deliver you his backstory. Right, okay. He, he just goes like, I have no beach, I have no afterlife, so to me life is like a... Yeah, it's 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 something I long for. It's not something I have. This this life, this world, this is all I have.
1: Which is a standard and kind. By of...
0: By the sound of it, he lives forever by just swapping out organs from dead people.
1: Which sounds like a kind of, at a surface level, it sounds like the the archetype kind of support one of the supporting characters to a main character in this sort of world would be somebody who's yeah. completely removed from the the rules of the world because that, yeah,
0: well, the, that there's means you don't actually to why f- they do it. it's to yeah. give you a counterpoint to the experience but yeah. Yeah. but it just he just arbitrarily decides to tell you and you'd never been taught to wonder it up till that point right
1: yeah yeah so it, it now opens granted, up a new...
0: the game does what a lot of like MMOs and stuff do where they don't tell you their plot in a lot of ways it's all hidden in logs and stuff like Well, it seems very similar to to how Metal Gear Solid 5 was. Yeah. You have to basically read a wiki that the game slowly builds as you play it to fully understand everything. And I just didn't. Yeah. Because I think if I'm playing a game where I'm walking around the landscape constantly and there's not really anything to occupy me. Maybe you should record all those audio and then let you things, listen to them while you things, move. There's audio logs and let me listen to them. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Which is what you know. Also, Fallout I'm, did. And
0: like yeah. why did Bioshock? I still hate that. Bioshock allowed you to listen to recordings but you had to stay in the menu and listen to them. You couldn't push play and then close the menu.
1: Yeah, even though it seemed like it was designed to do that because it's got a clear Wait. play button on the device that you use but as it's, soon as you pull away from it it's, it's over. It's, like,
0: it's a sequel to a game called System Shock which when you can you do, do that.
1: Yeah, it's just fucking stupid.
0: I don't, I don't get what happened. Maybe they really wanted people to just know you only pay attention to this maybe they thought that the audio would detract from playing the game or maybe they thought they just couldn't physically do both
1: or they thought you know this is meant to be a stealth game stop listening to this and get back to stealthing um, which I don't like it's like you know if you've got all this wondrous technology just clearly create not a bloody dictaphone or something just give them a headpiece
2: <laughs> yeah
1: that just goes straight and to the middle solid to it.
0: and like Zelda and shit taught us everything it's just Give the player all the bits that it makes sense for them to have and exactly. then let the player work Write out. Write an actual story, them.
1: yeah. Because, um, I mean, you could really play, have some genuine fun with that. You imagine a Bioshock-type game where you start listening to these audio audio logs um, through an earpiece. So for the most part, you're fine, like, moving through in stealth areas so you can still listen to that sort of stuff not have to worry about it. But there's certain points in the game where you come across new types of enemies who can hear your radio frequencies.
0: Yeah, and so if you're and playing if you, something in the background, get too close to people, they'll notice it. Or if you yeah. uh, maybe it like decreases the global volume of everything else while you listen.
1: Yeah, because that's what. So it's if do. you're listening
0: to logs, then you can't hear people coming up behind you or something. And so they disappear off the map yeah. essentially,
1: right? So you have to be careful yeah. about how you move when you're listening to that vital information that you need to listen to. Um, yeah. And then as a result, if you don't listen to it properly. You don't get the key information you need to be able to work out a puzzle that's physically in front of you instead of just like telling you after you've learned it, boom, you've learned the next objective. Here it is, go to it.
0: Yeah, just yeah. make everything a gameplay feature. Yeah. Which, um, which, as long
1: as you're allowed to constantly move while dealing with those features, people won't get annoyed by it. Like, it'll still feel yeah. like, oh, cool, I can still not have to stop and carry on with this bit of information as I'm digesting it. Yeah, I can still react and kill Um, and yeah.
0: Probably the most egregious thing about Death Stranding is. So there's a lot of things you'll do that just show cutscenes while you do it. Yeah. But. It allows you to skip them, Mm. but. Every one of those things is actually probably like four short cutscenes played end on end. So, say you want to skip when it shows Sam taking a pa- parcel off his back, putting it on a trolley, on a uh, like a loading tray, and then watching the tray go into the distance and it get picked up by a robot arm and shelved in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, and then it then shows you like a, a hologram that says like "Thanks for your contribution" or something. Hmm. If you hit like select uh, start and then go select skip scene, and then it will then play you like the next third of it. And then mm. you go start, cancel, start, cancel, start, cancel. Anytime you put Sam in the shower, which you have to do quite often throughout the game, mm. um, just the act of watching Norman Reedus make it in the shower is usually like three cutscenes end on end and then a fourth one for him to get closed. Oh, how heavy to rain of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very like that. Um,
1: but, are, they, are animals meant to have souls in this as well? Because I'm watching a sequence with black water and fish floating up to the surface. Right so now.
0: the black water is actually tar, apparently. That way you like, move through it like you're moving through tar. Yeah. Um, the animals. They establish the animals have beaches probably, but they don't know what animal beaches look like.
1: Mm. Just seeing hundreds um, of fish just fly up to the sky and disappear. So, oh, that's cool.
0: They sort of say everything that has an umbilical cord has a beach.
3: Right. Okay.
0: But They imply that like, maybe there's like the umbilical cord and then the like spirit umbilical cord or something.
1: The tether. Mm.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, And it, it does it still does the same shit that Metal Gear Solid does where like you have a big interaction which in a lot of games would, you know, traditionally be a boss or whatever. In this game sometimes it's bosses, sometimes mm. it's other things. Um And then it'll do the Metal Gear Solid thing where you just hear about forty five minutes of dialogue about this person you've just killed and all their motivations and their backstory. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> and it's just always like that. Have you heard of the concept of show, don't tell, Kojima? Like, you could have weaved that into the plot. Yeah. Um, you you spend the entire game thinking that the antagonist is this one guy uh, played by... Hannibal. What's his name? He plays, like, 50% of all video game characters.
1: Yeah. The
0: There's Nolan North and there's the other one.
1: Uh, Troy Baker. Troy
0: Baker. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's literally Troy Baker. Like, they face-scanned him and everything.
1: Because Tro- Tro- Troy Baker like is a, the, uh, the Joel, right? That wasn't Norman. Norman, What's there? That wasn't Nolan Joel. North. Nolan North was in The Last of Us, but Troy Baker was Joel, right?
0: Joel, yeah. Or in um, Uncharted, Nolan North is Drake and Troy Baker is Drake's older brother. That's right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're literally the two kings of, like, mo-capped well, yeah, characters in games. He's Pagan Min. He's, he's played like, the Joker he, in the Arkham games. Yeah. He does a pretty good Joker voice. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he plays you oh. know, Higgs in Death Stranding. Book, yeah, that's right. He's Booker yeah. DeWitt. He's Joker. He's Revolver Ocelot. He's Pagan yeah, right, Um oh, yeah,
0: He's Ocelot in 5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just a, like everyone's saying, he's a bit of a moustache twirler, basically. He's seems to be just an anarchist mm. um and he even to metal gear solid levels of metanus says come on it's like i'm the time to have your big boss battle <laughs> <laughs> it's end an- of <laughs> the game now <laughs> um when do you, you even get to the the whole game is you trying to get from the east mm. coast of the united states to the west coast mm.
1: Oh, and can, um, like,
0: to catch up with your sister,
1: right? So you're actually physically to, traveling across country. You're not moving across, and tr- you're trying to connect the world as you go, sort of thing. Is that the idea? Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, your you have a sort of bunch of dog tag slash USB drive looking things around your neck called the Cupid, right? Oh, I um, which love. is Q PID. Because yep. why not? Yeah. Um, you all Americans, which the American government, if you call it that, which is, it's kind of just a, almost like an underground organization that not a lot of people really believe in, but you get roped in to help them reconnect America. Um, they're called the United Cities of America, so the UCA. Right, okay. Um, and your sister is oh. the sort of crown princess to the presidency. Yeah. Yeah after her mum after your mum dies, who's looks suspiciously like an old woman version of the exact same woman, but that's part of the plot that reveals itself in time. Um but you're you're So you're the president's dumb kid strong armed to make your way from point A to point B across the country, zigzagging through um cities and distribution centers and linking them up to what's called the chiral network mm, mm. to the chiral network it's it's an interesting concept if it made like it, it makes sense within the context of the world why you do it that way which is they worked out um, they have basically put in AI online this is it's it's a post apocalyptic game set after full human automa- automation and bots and AI and everything fails mm, mm.
1: So they've tried.
0: You were actually trying to bring it back online. Gotcha. Um, But the chiral network is basically the concept that if we were able to connect our internet through a higher dimension effectively, where time moved differently, Mm. and then we floated an AI computation power onto that, we could use all the free time allowed to us by being able to effectively send the data back in time that you could send huge amounts of data effectively without any lag whatsoever.
1: Right. So 5G.
0: So it's like think of an internet, but instead of passing the data through, yeah, instead of passing the data through say a 5G network, you're effectively sending it back in time. So it arrives on the other end the literally moment. when you send it.
1: But yeah. Okay. So it's,
0: And also, then adding AI computational power, they say um, you provide, I think it sort of suggests like minimum of about 25% of, say, a technology or a a document or something like that Mm. through AI tech and the time allotted to computation within the chiral network it can assume the other 75% of something because it has all the ai power and time in the world to guess how that should have been put together
1: right so you only need to send it just
0: so you you submit what you have and then it runs enough computation power for enough time which could be hundreds of years realistically yeah 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 to work out how the rest of that thing should have been connected to what you provided it
1: so it's quantum um, quantum compression
0: yeah, it's just they, um, and so the the more things you bring onto the network, the more different bits and bytes of lost human civilization of information and internet gets brought back to part of the whole. Mm, mm. So as the Chiron network comes back online, humanity gets access to more and more tech that they lost during the death stranding.
1: Oh shit! That's so cool. I mean, unlike that, it's, when it's explained like that's that, cool it's content, really.
0: But the yeah. the coral network is it's passing data through a beach. Yeah, yeah. So, again, it goes back to the weird pseudoscience of
1: this thing we accidentally yeah, discovered during the cataclysmic event that caused this thing in the first place. Um, yeah, we're, we're it using, sounds, we're turning what what the problem is into be a solution.
0: Wrong, but I think you personally are actually kind of a not beach. not by your own choice or fault, but you're kind of the cause of the Death strand. Oh, really? So, um, you, your sister isn't actually your sister. She's you're, you're sort of her adopted brother, but she is both the mother and the sister. Mm-hmm. It's all one entity split into different bits and different places. Right. Okay. She was born living, but she was what they call an extinction entity, which is every once upon a time a being forms within a beach who just by rights of their existence brings on an apocalyptic event
1: so yeah a, um, an extinction event essentially
0: yeah and um, so there have been five extinction events in the history of the earth and mm. she's supposed to bring on the sixth and she basically just waits on the biggest most powerful of all the beaches and just sort of sits there mm, mm. Um, you as a child you spend the whole game getting flashbacks to Mads Mickelson talking to a BB, mm. which is, you know, you see the baby they wear?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So the baby is a thing called a BB, which is a uh, bridge baby. is in a bridge to the other side.
1: Oh, because it's so still it's, got the umbilical cord. It's still not part yeah, of our so world Yeah, so what they you-
0: did was they found through some sort of pre-apocalypse science that if you take a woman who is pregnant and uh, presumably they first worked it out by having pregnant women in comas. But I think after that point, they started to do it on purpose to certain people. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a pregnant woman in a coma, she's kind of in a space between life and death. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: what they started doing was working out that they'd take the baby out of the mother and lock it in chamber and feed it full of sort of data and nutrients in a way that would keep it at the same state of development mm. and also have it still feel like it was connected to the mother right okay what you end up with is a baby that can effectively see ghosts because it's still part it's, of the it's world. just yeah. it's connected to half It's half connected to the world of the dead and the world of the living, the same way as the mother is.
1: Did they establish, like...
0: They use it like an internet umbilical connection to Hmm. reconnect the child back to the mother to keep it sort of synced up with the mum's state.
1: Right, okay. Um, Um,
0: And every time you plug into your baby throughout the game, you're seeing visions of, yeah this man who you don't see until about halfway through the game when you start getting teleported to weird war zones throughout history where he like has a unit of skeleton men and you have to fight him mm. while he tries to get the baby back off you. Um, you think that the baby he's after is the one you've got because the one you've got is surrounded by these really weird circumstances and is. Um, Seems to have a connection to old. Like, yeah, and yeah. every time you plug into it, you get a vision of like the baby within the tank looking out and seeing Mads Mickelson talk to it, who's his, presumably its father. Right. And his wife is a woman in the tank, and he was a military guy that got lied to.
1: <laughs> Which seems um, to be every I, role Mad, Mads Mickelson seems yeah. to play. <laughs> He was a good man, so he got over but he looks evil, guy. so he exactly. must be evil, but he has to have been made evil because he's a good man.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then you realize at the end of the game that, no, your bridge baby is not Mad Mickelson's bridge baby. You are Mad Mickelson's bridge baby. You oh. are his son.
1: Oh, goddamn! Okay, so.
0: He tries to escape the hospital with you. Yeah. And takes you out of the tank, which you can't do to bridge babies because they'll either die or start to grow and like mature as a baby should
1: okay i'm having flashes to metal gear solid five yeah it's
0: very solid Um, you're in the hospital but it's
1: not you but it is you your face is different yeah okay cool
0: (laughs) you get he gets shot up and then finally staggers back to his wife's body and just holds the baby and says he's sorry um classic snape yeah his 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 um long term friend and military colleague who's now also the like head of the US government below the president. Mm. A man called Die Hard Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I just read that um Del Toro's character is called Deadman. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's Deadman, Hartman and Die Hartman in this game. <laughs> Jesus
1: So Die Hartman and Die Hartman are the new um liquid and solid Hart- snake. Got it. He's basically been playing... Uh,
0: Hartman me- is Nicholas Winding Refn, and he only lives for 12 minutes at a time. Okay. 21 minutes at a time. Right. Um, it's They still all have almost like Metal Gear Solid boss type idiosyncrasies to them, but yep. they're all your friends that you meet throughout the game. Gotcha.
1: So it's um, Mega Man, um, but
0: yeah, okay, cool.
3: Kind of. <laughs> Mega yeah. Man means Silent the, Hill. The,
0: yeah, you, it turns out you were the BB because you got shot. mm after you got taken out of the tank and you die, right. And when you die, you appear at the beach, and the girl who later you come to know as your sister in one form and your mother in another form, mm. the extinction entity known as what's her name, Amalie. Um, she's waiting on the beach, sees your like ghost baby appear on the beach to pass through to the underworld, and says, "No, I don't think." that's a good idea, let's just like, she's basically no negative intention or anything, she's just like, let's help you out she picks the baby up, sort of uses her finger to magically sew his stomach back together Mm. and then jams him under the water and sends him back to his body which is how your character has the capability, they call it repatriate Um, so various characters throughout the game have weird like quirky powers that connect them to the to the beach death stranding event yeah. called dooms right the main character norman reader sam's one is that if he dies he will just like pop up in the water just off his beach and you can just swim through the water and find your body and once you find your body you just pop back into it and come back to life Huh. okay um which also means Sam can use killing himself as a weapon. Because if he dies, then his body will cause a void out, which is where I think it just... if a person dies, they will get eaten by a BT, which are the, the zombie ghost things, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when a BT eats a person, matter interacts with antimatter and causes a giant like black hole explosion.
1: Oh, right. So you can...
0: And you actually do... Deform and destroy chunks of the world map when you do that.
1: Gotcha. You can grenade yourself out of it and just pull the pin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you'll just sort of wake up and be on the edge of it and some time has passed. Hmm. But yeah, so she brought the baby back to life and the baby grew. So throughout the game, you've been fighting your old father who thinks that you've stolen his baby when in actual fact, that you are he his realizes baby. that you were his child all along. Hmm. And then your own baby craps out and dies at the end of the game and you're kind of like oh shit Um, and then you're supposed to burn it but instead um, uh, Deadman says hey well I'm not saying this on the record but maybe you could just like take it out of the container and see what happens Mm, mm. Um, and you do that and you also like burn your everyone wears these things that clearly are modeled off of handcuffs which connect you to the government and everything and you can't from what I can tell, take them off. Mm. And that's a very hand fisted metaphor for like being connected to the internet or your cell phone, and the world is yeah, also so. Sort of the, the sacrifice you have to make um, to be connected to your father's to the world. name is Cliff, and he's like, You were a bridge to the people around you. I was a soldier, I was just a cliff that couldn't be passed. Oh my god. Literally, you were the lightning in this rain. <laughs> you were the lightning. In the <sighs> rain Somebody should just go over and um, what's his name? Brendan Small should go and dub all of Metal Gear Solid Four, but with Murderface's voice. God, ah, yeah. oh, Liquid, don't hit
1: people with metal arms. <laughs> metal.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, to be fair, it's not that different. <laughs> uh, um, shit. but yeah, it's. I mean. I bet you already feel tired just from the explanation of the plot I've given you so far. (laughs) It is exceedingly expansive, but ultimately it is minimum 40 hours Mm. and you are just hiking for 90% of it.
1: Gotcha. Um, Important question: can you shoot trucks around? Yeah, I saw that. That's very um, new age Final Fantasy of them. Um,
0: But it's like there is. You can build roads which help you get through certain parts of the landscape faster, but ultimately you're always hiking. You may be like you may be in a truck, but you are driving over in and around rocks that will never give you a nice easy trip. So,
1: damn you. it, we paid for Norman Reedus to walk, and we're going to get him to walk.
0: Um. <laughs> um, and throughout the game, you get like, um, you know that those sort of exoskeletons that they're showing for like soldiers and stuff that make you able to run easier and things mm, mm. The, you get like the little robot the thing that you
1: ride in Metal Gear Solid 5 that you can turn into well, a little... not
0: quite that cool was it oh. called D Walker yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you get those kinds of but you just get like really basic ones that augment your legs though I don't really understand how you can augment somebody's legs and then have them have a massive weight on their back why would you not just connect the weight directly to the legs yeah. so that the person would not be directly supporting hundreds of kilos off their back, but it's okay that their legs are Damn it, down.
1: He's a storyteller, he's not an engineer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's Yoji Shinkawa's job. <laughs> he's the one that designs all the Metal Gear mechs and shit. Yeah,
1: true. Um, um, can still... you shoot balloons at people and make them go up into the nothing?
0: No, but you can shoot uh, bolo things at people. The bolo ties Make yeah, well, you know a bolo is like a Native American weapon or something yeah, like yeah. that where it's like a, a piece of rope with balls on the end, and you throw them, and they like spin and hook and trip people over, yeah yeah,
1: classic you can, kind um, of get a
0: you get a gun that shoots those at people and you just shoot them and you watch them like hook people, and either you shoot people around the neck and it knocks them out, or you shoot them around the body of the legs and it ties them to the ground, and then you get a walk over and just like heel boot them in the face to knock <laughs> them out. You get um, rocket launches and shit. By the end of it, you actually which is and it again. Metal gets Solid. By the order. end of
1: it, you get you get a rocket arm and you get this and you get that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's actually quite weird that because BTs are technically the bosses. Like if you you saw where you, I don't know whether you saw the sort of progression of it, but you'll go through an area that tells you it has BTs. Mm. Uh, it will first. It'll start raining. Yeah. Then you'll start, the thing on your shoulder comes to life and warns you that there's VT's. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, sorry. The
1: the fuck? Uh, YouTube. I had it on mute and then I opened a new video and it stopped being on mute. So I just got some fucking jackasses death-stranding review. Are you yelling
0: for a second? Uh, No, no. Do you... First, first your thing will pop up and you'll just sort of sparingly see them moving around and they just kind of look like wispy, smoky, static, like floating ghosts with umbilical cords sort of coming out of them.
3: Mm, mm.
2: And
0: if you, if one of them touches you, which usually you'll see like the way they interact with the world, you just see like footsteps hit the ground and then like splashes of um, pop up. right. And you'd just be sort of followed by splashes of tar getting faster and faster running at you. If that touches you, then the very next thing that happens is you sort of sink into the ground and the entire area around you fills up with the tar. And then you've got a limited period of time to try and get off the tar and onto solid ground again. And then once you do that and sort of run away a bit, the world calms down. But while you're on the tar, um, sort of tar ghost things will all kind of rise up to mid torso and just kind of grab you and try and pull you over. Mm. And you have to sort of maintain your control of the weight on your back and not tip over while also swinging your arms around to try and kick them off and you can shoot your guns and stuff at them too. But um, if they grab you and tip you over, it goes into first person and they'll like drag you through the tar away from where you were trying to be. And then once you finally get dumped, they'll dump you in front of a large BT creature, which range from like things that kind of look like lions, but with sort of kraken faces to things that look like halfway between um, sperm whales and krakens but also kind of octopus
1: yeah i saw those things flopping about with um big humpback whale kind of heads but like tentacles and
0: um and they there isn't really that much variation they're kind of just like smaller ones and then bigger ones and then you start having to fight multiples Mm. and then the last one you have a fight is a like a giant blue whale that flies through the sky and uh, i like the fact though that Whenever they show like sea creatures in this game, they're swimming upside down. No, oh, spooky. Just just thematically looks cool.
1: Yeah, what well, makes you think? Hang um, on a oh, second. Also, Are we actually at the, the water... bottom of the ocean right now? What's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, until they start working with you, after they finally get you to join the U.S. government organization, Bridges. Um, Jeff or nobody has ever. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> No, the other ones. Bull Bridges. Oh. The fat one. Um, they've never killed a BT ever. Oh, really? So like in the history of the Death straining and everything, up till the point where you start working for them, they've never managed to kill one. Hmm. It's just like an accepted reality that the world is so dangerous that everyone lives gra- underground in vaults. Right. But like where the all fuck all are individually. Are yeah. Hardly anyone lives with other people.
1: Well, you can't risk dying and then being like blown up through a black hole, right? Or blowing up the people you love, or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, that's like if you live in one of the major cities, you literally—if you somebody dies, they have to bundle their body up in an airtight bag and gun it to uh, I
2: saw a that, yeah.
0: furnace as quickly as possible. Um, but you. So is it established that the, the, the they notice is probably?
1: A, Sorry, does it, has it, been, is it established that the whole death stranding and the BTs and everything existed before the world went to shit and people kind of knew about them? Or did something trigger them into existence and go, oh shit, what is this? Okay, this is the new um, reality.
0: They find it's connected to fossil record that there have been death strandings in the past. But this is the first one during human civilization.
1: Right, okay. So it is a new kind so of So no,
0: until it happened, they didn't know what any of this was.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Um, but no, they don't. Uh, they, they didn't know you could kill them until they noticed that Sam's blood fucks with them. Yeah, yeah. So then for the rest of the game, literally every time you sleep, your blood is siphoned out of you and used Which for were, experiments and or weapons.
1: Japanese... Way of um, a discovering something like that would become a major plot point in a in a standard Western yeah. storyline, but in Japan, it's like, and, yeah, okay, your blood can save millions of people, so we're just gonna like drain you whenever we get the chance. Cool, yeah. cool, whatever. And, um, My name is Norman your, Reedus, and I already okay. look anemic, so it's fine. Just do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: anemia is actually an issue you come across in the game. You so all your weapons use blood that shoot the shooting PTs, Mm. they all are powered by blood. The best ones are pretty much just hand grenades. Um, The guns kind of suck against anything big enough to be a threat to you. Mm. And um, you equip blood bags of your own blood that have been siphoned off you that you like build. Mm. And if you run out of them, you start using your weapons, depletes your own health,
1: Cool. I like that game mechanic. And then you just once start your health gets your too health. low, it
0: yeah. actually is a game mechanic. as a game mechanic, it's quite hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found I found combat in the game is like because it 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 feels cohesive, but it's not designed to feel as smooth as it would if you were playing as a character like Solid Snake. Who knew what he was doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the combat is built in a way that emphasizes the fact that you're not designed for combat. Also, just by nature of being somebody that's constantly trying to run around with packages and not have them be destroyed. Yeah. Um, fighting is kind of the worst thing you could do and only generally do you do it in certain exactly. situations. You're not, yeah, really you're, not, forces you to. you're
1: not the character who's escorting the person actually doing that or you're not the one being escorted by people yeah. who can do that. Um, yeah. Do you, is there a buddy system at some point in the game? Like, do you get a version of like Silent, whatever her name is from Metal Gear Solid, where somebody can track you?
0: Um, so you're instead of her, you have a female called Fragile.
1: <laughs> of course,
0: okay. Played by Leah Tidoux, um who uh, Blue is sort of the seems like colour. she's loosely almost the love interest, but also it's it's set in a future where. Everyone's kind of asexual anyway. So
1: so modern-day Japan? Cool.
0: Yeah. And Norman Reedus in particular is super... Um, people that have the Dooms abilities tend to also take on weird character quirks and phobias. Right, okay. And he really hates being touched.
3: Huh.
0: Also, he, his character is that he's like broken and stays away from people because his wife and child died. Mm they are not pertinent to the plot whatsoever and they don't actually, he doesn't see any catharsis to that plot.
1: So it makes you wonder if he's not actually experiencing his own phobia about that. It's not his memory. He's actually, because his memories are so distorted with with regards to what Mads Mikkelsen was like to him, maybe he's actually
0: experiencing his own father's part of his, no part of his personal story relates to that that's just his launching point. Yeah. I I don't, I feel like it was wonky writing, especially when the first thing you're shown in the game and like something it shows at the end of the game is a photo of him, his mother and his wife and his wife's face is blurred out. So it it sort of sets it up to be like a mystery and you do find out the nature of what happened. Mm. But that's all you get and it's not pertinent to the human, the character growth he gets from the story huh. but yeah, I, I forgot to finish before so um, Amelie brings baby Norman Reedus back to life and it, it gives him the ability to come back to life anytime he dies, yeah. but based on what the story says, it sort of sounds like her act of doing that, inadvertently taught the dead how to get back to the world of the living
1: right okay and is that um, considered so the VTs actual...
0: means beached things yeah so they're they're things that are sort of stuck in the the purgatory place between life and death because yeah. they want to be alive and they have presumably unfinished business and they envy the living which is apparently why they attack you not sure why they eat you but yeah. whatever do um, they
1: establish like does it kind of hint at what the extinction event is going to be should anything happen is it so if the... you
0: don't, the, the ending point of the game where you have to stop it from happening, you're given the choice of either stopping it from happening or letting it happen. Yeah. So you do actually see it. Right, okay. Which is basically um, Amelie... like, in, in the, the, the ending of the game is actually quite existentially depressing from her perspective. Mm. She is trapped on the beach alone forever. Until she decides to cause the apocalypse. Mm. And you convince her to let humanity live on for as long as they can, whilst knowing that eventually the apocalypse has to happen.
1: So that's the good ending? That's like the.
0: Yeah. Just... So the, the apocalypse is going to happen eventually, but you convince her that there's value to human life and connections okay. and stuff. And she sees a world that has potential and is different from the world where everyone's just siloed off and hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: so we, they can come back from that sort of thing to so give them a chance.
0: She is literally committing for your sake to just sit and wait in an empty nowhere zone that looks like a beach sure. on a dreary day in like Ireland or Iceland or something. Yeah. So just sit there and hang out yeah. for potentially thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, until eventually she just goes, alright, time for the apocalypse
1: Yeah, and no, who's to say so because of the way that the time and memories and work it, in this game that, that she isn't just something that has been existing for the last 40,000 years <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she's
0: been around a long time, it's yeah. established that, that that's the case, she has been alive for some time Jesus, Um.
1: do they say that and, the extinction event would cause the destruction of Earth or existence full stop? No matter where they went. So if humans got up and out of Earth, and just uh,
0: the Earth would go too, yeah.
1: But like it, it would uh, be it, like, is it localized to Earth or is it everything in existence? Like, so they couldn't just up and grab a ship and find a new the, planet.
0: Like the concept of existence.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So it would follow them no matter um, what so they we, did. What
0: What it shows happening is her beach is slowly like disintegrating. Mm. Some sort of energy in the distance, which you can see if you're in late game. You're like on her beach, and the unlike everyone else's, hers is much more like like it looks like a sunset, whereas yours, yeah, looks like just some random place in Iceland or something.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, there's a sunset. There's like planets in the background, um, and yeah, you can see it disintegrating in the distance. Hmm. And if you let her let it happen then you watch the disintegration just keep passing through and through and through. Basically she's holding it back. Gotcha. Um, So, and I think it actively harms her as well. So even more evidence that what you're you're doing is not, she's like, you can either go back and um, try to keep living or, you can just hang out on the beach with me and we can watch the apocalypse happen together. Yeah, I was gonna say what but happens yeah,
1: just, what happens to her once the apocalypse happens? Does it does it stop her from being to. she goes as well? Like it ends her life.
0: Yeah, she she is kind of like the apocalypse embodied. She is the event as a person type.
1: Gotcha. Thing. Well she you just so said, she, suppose, is the, yeah, you just she said,
0: only exists to usher it on and when it's finished she's gone
1: too. Done. Yeah. I mean yeah, you just said that she was technically holding off the collapse around her, so it makes sense that yeah. if, if letting it go implies that her death is the is the catalyst to it all, yeah. essentially, right?
0: And um, she, like, sort of as a confluence of power or something like that, she has strengthened sort of otherworldly bonds and connected everyone's beaches together and that's part of how she, like, projects the apocalypse through all space and time right so do they not when she goes she yeah. sort of cascades through and destroys everyone's beach and the world with it and i think all space and time and potentially even everything in the afterlife
1: well i mean if she's destroying matter and antimatter is or you know dark matter as it's been established yeah, is what's I touching each other she it just like just
0: causes the next thing. i think she will literally just cause another big bang
1: yep She'll collapse it's all matter it's into itself. It's forever
0: talking about the plot. Oh, I um, was forever like, referencing the beginning of everything and the end of everything.
1: Do they the never banks. touch on the, the idea that maybe <clears throat> if she just welcomed more people onto her beach to like be with her and keep her company and build a second world with multiple people, they themselves would also help hold back the impending collapse of everything and potentially balance things out? Like imagine if you um, just pulled half of all living people into where she is. Does it not work that way?
0: That only people with dooms can sort of move through beaches with some level of autonomy. Mm. Okay. Um. So.
1: And there's no w- real way to trigger that or find a.
0: It, it requires it's almost, sort of a life or death experience with BTS. I think. Yeah. It's kind of vague how that element of it works. Um, for Norman Reedus, like he yeah died and then she found him and took pity on him and brought him back to life and that was how he got it. And I think it sort of implies that everyone else did too. But yeah. for the most part, if somebody appears on a beach, they'll be just like a sort of a blue, sad person that's not really paying attention to anything and they mm-hmm. just kind of all march out, get in boats and sail out to sea. Right. Huh. Or do they just walk out into the water and disappear? Just, I can't yeah. remember. But 90%, 99% of people, if they ended up on a beach, they would literally just keep walking to the afterlife straight through the beach.
1: Gotcha. Huh. It just seemed like it was setting itself up to like she's actually ushering in like a companion god in Norman Reedus' character to like, um, I took pity on you when you almost died and it's come full circle that you've been able to uh, do what you do so why don't you just like come join me and be like the, the you know the earth the sky father to my earth mother kind of thing
0: yeah well, you are you are one of the only people who can just go to her beach
1: so you're um, one of the only people she can actually genuinely interact with like that
0: yeah but once you get to her beach you have to kind of, she has to actively let help you leave it so like in the event of the the ending of the game your friends kind of send you to theoretically kill her Mm, mm. which you then find out when she gives you a gun and you shoot at her and it just sort of, she just sort of bends light around it and the bullets don't hit her you're kind of like oh never mind
1: can't be done um, i'm no, sh- suddenly picturing sh- 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 just imagining a scenario where um kojima is casually talking about this game in a pitch meeting to this level of deg- like information to this degree and somebody's just yeah. casually sitting back and be like yeah okay cool what's next okay yeah, yeah. okay that's sure yeah like not even if they've yeah. got questions oh, okay but what happens there oh yeah that happens cool okay cool what and then, and then what happened
2: yeah
1: i <laughs> mean like cool oh, okay God. i'm sold let's make this game <laughs> i really genuinely hope it worked out that way <laughs> just spouted nonsense for four oh, hours about what he wanted to do he's like i know it then but like if people die they're just really sad and they go to the they jump in boats or it's fine whatever yeah whatever he's like oh yeah that sounds don't cool. worry about it <laughs> like a guy who's just trying to piece together like a pitch Based Every on time all of they this ask random... him
0: a question about a plot hole, he just goes, stop overthinking it.
1: Yeah, I'll, it's fine. I've sorted it I've sort it out. It's fine. It's cool. I've already thought about that. I just don't have my notes on me right now because I dropped them all on my way here and I'm really frazzled. <laughs> I like to think he had a really Did cohesive... You, you've
0: explained so much in so much detail. He had, 400, he had, 400, page... key element?
1: He had 400 pages of this really cohesive... Really interesting, really well explained story. But he dropped all of his papers on the way to the pitch meeting, and they had to scramble and pick them up in a random order. So he just started talking as he picked up pages. <laughs> and he just explained to the next thing.
0: He's holding a blank piece of paper and really, I'm really just no imagining. Off the top of Even
1: head. though he's Japanese, him getting con- him himself getting confused by whether or not the the word should be read vertically or horizontally, <laughs> depending on and how. the voice coming rhythms. out of
0: his mouth is just. Um... What's fuck? What's his name? Um, uh Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, I oh, oh, no. uh,
1: Kojima. Okay. Is, yeah,
0: it's it's a <laughs> m- massive, confusing, convoluted story that you could truncate the middle two thirds out of, and you wouldn't really lose anything. Mm. Um. It 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 relies on a style of gameplay that is never designed to be fun, mm. but it is designed to. <laughs> Again,
1: I'm picturing Kojima explaining this to a company who's going to spend millions of dollars in <laughs> development. Is so, like, I don't want this game. This game isn't going to be based on fun. Okay, I just want to set that it's, the record straight. This is not a fun yeah. game. <laughs> what happens it's, it's is he still delivers crazy
0: cinematic
1: yeah he delivers tomorrow's newspaper it's... today <laughs> <laughs> and he i just really Kyle Chandler. i'm just watching <laughs> watching him run across the um the the wasteland covered in in boxes and i realize his his entire frame and gait as he runs is just the d walker from metal Gear solid 5 it is a bit. Yeah, it's very. Um,
0: if you've got one of the rigs on that lets you sprint unnaturally fast. Yeah,
1: it just looks like one of those DARPA things.
0: And then, um, yeah, what's his name? The the late night host Conan O'Brien gives you a sea otter hat. Nice. So that you can float. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your 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 existing. Because the rain is something called timefall, which causes you causes anything it touches to age. You're always wearing a jacket that has like a um, automated hood. Mm-hmm. Anytime any time rain is detected, the hood comes up on its own. Mm. Um, but when you equip the otter hat, the otter hat comes up on its own and makes like a squeezy inflating noise and then a squeezy deflating <laughs> noise when it goes down. But it still like looks like a tactical hood. And has like a US government bridges logo on the summit. <laughs> so it's it's just classic coaching mill where it's like, Yeah, well, he did weird product placement of monster energy drink, but boy did he commit to it. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, and shit. It I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 exceptionally like scenic and contemplative. Mm. You'll be you know, walking down a massive hillside and trying not to trip over while looking into the distance, and you see like a city with a harbour that's like looking quite sad and old and tired and sleepy and abandoned looking. Mm. Um, and there's an ocean, you know, at a harbour. You're about 200 metres up off the ground, walking down a hillside that you can see rolling out in front of you. These huge hills to either side of you that eventually go into mountains that you can actually just walk all the way up to the tops of those mountains if you want to um, and then like some really moody sort of art rock starts playing as you're usually once you see a destination and you start approaching it, it tends to sort of just start playing a song to you that sets the mood for how everything's going mm. and the game's really good at doing that, just sort of capturing a sleepy sort of depressive moody toned mm. um, I don't mean, I, mean, to, I don't
1: mean to interrupt you but i'm wondering why norman readers bathes in this game when he doesn't actually wash himself he just stands in the water as things kind of wash off of him but not properly
0: if you um the dirtier you get in game which usually comes after bt fights when you get covered in tar residue um the longer the showers go and the more thoroughly he cleans himself but the, the black marks and hands and stuff you see on him are actually bruises, they're not dirt.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: Right. I wanted that for a long time too.
1: From just being grabbed by BTs and God knows what else?
0: Yeah, when they touch you, it like marks you and that doesn't seem to go away potentially at all. Huh. Because as far as I could tell, the marks on him looked like they were the same the entire game. Mm. I don't know. Um
1: or as he was like between life and death as a baby, it's possibly the hands of all the things around him that were like trying to take him into the other world.
0: Yeah, I don't Creepy. know. I mean, he he has this huge cross scar on his stomach for the entire game, and you only get explained to you what it is at like hour forty-one or forty-five. <laughs>
3: Um, and I, I legitimately does thought he
0: know what it is? finding it no it's it's when he got shot in the stomach right and okay. she put him back together um, and yeah you have this weird like vision of the past of man's mickelson all of a sudden you can interact with it and then that's mickelson actually talks directly to you as adult normal readers hmm. um, it's I would genuinely recommend if you bother to interact with this game at all, just watch the film clips on YouTube. Mm. Um, despite basically never talking and when you actually interact with him as some of the most sort of pretty but pointless parts of the game, mm. um, Mads Mikkelsen definitely sort of steals any part of the game he's in. Yeah. Also, just because I swear that his render seems so much more realistic than the others something about how they captured his eyes
2: Especially
1: which is haunting considering how, how like dead his eyes seem to be in real life
0: <laughs> well maybe that's why it's such a good match
1: yeah it just works right? The, un- other people the just uncanny there, he's, he's already got, got the uncanny eyes. valley thing going on um yeah.
0: but uh baked movie clips in this game look exceptionally beautiful
1: mm. yeah I mean I do plan um, to get it once it comes out next year on PC I think it comes yeah. out in June or something
0: uh, oh, okay and um when you go into like the war zones and fight him it's like some of the most bizarre and awesome inju- imagery it's like the war zones you go to are a lot like do you, did you ever play the first darkness game? yes I did you just go to like island. this World War One purgatory hell place. Yes. So it's it's a lot like that. we would be running through these battlefields that are sort of locked in time, mm. and explosions go off, and soldiers run around and get shot, tanks and things move through, but they will like pyramid motion out of sort of orange sparks and smoke and tar in appear, become completely solid, move through the world a bit, and then disintegrate again. But while they and Mm -hmm. it's it's really amazing to look at. And while they do so, you'll see like, you know, World War Two fighter planes and tanks and stuff that have like um squid and starfish and things like that stuck to them. Hmm. And like will be, you know, like jammed in the in the tracks and stuck to the turrets and things like that and, just all, manner um, of all the soldiers moving cool. around the battlefields so are like sparking but also kind of this golden metal that's spawns throughout the game wherever i was BPs
1: literally just about called, to ask for that because he's like pouring something
0: chirilium yeah yeah, and its chrysolium always grows as a shape that vaguely looks like a human hand reaching out of the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. That's what Thingy's mask is made out of too. That you always see. That's. It's entirely baffling, but it's it is good. Mm. I don't think I like it as much as I like the middle Gear solid series. I hate to say it, but i if you gave me Metal Gear Solid, mm. I would clean so much of the Kojima nonsense out of the plot.
1: And it would still like, be a I've fantastic game, I've always thought game, about
0: right? how would I transmute Metal Gear Solid into a series of blockbuster films that would actually sell.
1: Yeah.
0: And I really think there is a case for the plot of the Metal Gear Solid series, which is, you know, the you go right back, you start with sort of the Peace Walker slash Middle Gear Solid 3 era, and you show a guy who is a new soldier working for the CIA whose mentor is amazing, is the greatest soldier the world's ever known, and he and the other guy in their unit idolize her and she turns on America, then they go through the process of Middle Gear Solid 3 and find out that she actually did what she did for a very specific reason Mm. but they both sort of misinterpret the reasoning for that and that goes on to have them create two very different approaches to trying to change how the world does war Mm. and that progressively leads to you know like all of the Metal Gear Solid starring Big Boss where he tries to build sort of a civilization for soldiers Mm to keep them safe from all the bullshit and subterfuge of countries while also allowing those who want to to fight the bullshit in the world mm. um, um, and then inevitably realising that every time they try and do that no matter what they're always just being manipulated by big world powers in the background. Yeah,
1: no matter, they can't actually, no matter how deep into the ocean they build their little oil, oil rig Yeah Um Yeah, even the building of the oil rig is completely manufactured
0: by copy of Snake, made by the U.S. government to be an anti-Snake, because they lost control of the better one. Which
1: basically is the plot to every Wolverine movie ever. But yeah, Yeah.
0: what's what's better than Wolverine? An angrier (laughs) Wolverine who doesn't talk
1: and can die. (laughs) Yeah. It would make a good TV show, potentially. If you can think, yeah, I mean, you think forty hours worth will cover one game, potentially. Um, You know, condense it into a decent um, ten episode run per season, hour and a half long episodes. You could do a lot with that.
2: Yeah, straboiled just, the
1: nonsense and just tell a good story about um about lords of war and the military industrial military yeah. complex and um yeah nanomachines i
0: feel like my thinking structure never really like some of my ideas never really moved past movies once it's hard to sometimes tv yeah. shows became in vogue
1: but they've um, they've finally found their sure. I think they've finally found their their sweet spot with TV shows where it's like we're going to dedicate this we're just going to expand the beginning middle end arc of a film across nine to twelve to fifteen episodes of something and that's genuinely what's going to tell a story. I don't count all that bullshit that's on um, standard American television, which goes on for twenty episodes a season and each season just goes on and there's a new thing. Like, as good as some of those shows can be, like, The Blacklist, it's like, this is clearly still just a serial drama designed to to sell ads and plug into people who are just watching shows when they're told to watch them.
0: Yeah, bait you into watching next week until it inevitably just gets randomly cancelled mid-season at some point. In
1: Classic television inevitable. where it was picked up so. based on star power and this and that and this and gets driven by the ratings for the ratings week to week and year to yeah. year, but they don't actually have an idea in mind beyond quirky quirky character.
3: <laughs> A <active>. quirky,
0: irreverent <laughs> male character who we centre an entire show around where he clearly knows what's going on at all times for no other reason than because he's the main character and because that's what makes him quirky, while everyone around him just has to slowly wait for him to explain the ending to them.
1: Yep. Thanks for wasting everybody's House. time. <laughs> um, God, have you watched Autistic Doctor? That awful... No. Au- it's not called Autistic Doctor. Is this doctor. a
0: skit? <laughs> no, <laughs> It sounds like a skit.
1: Um, the Good Doctor?
0: You've got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
1: it's um Ugh, the good doctor pathetic <laughs>
0: symptoms gave me cancer
1: <laughs> it's um Wee! the good doctor starring that kid oh. from Bates Motel it's just fucking bad think <laughs> just think crazy it's just
0: dookie house all over again
1: pretty much but with like a house level of um like snarky people but not really but then you've just got everyone who's got oh, it's just a. I I I challenge you to try to get through an episode because not, a, not. it's it's closer to more like young Sheldon meets Grey's Anatomy
0: uh, Sheldon 4
1: it's like young Sheldon meets Grey's Anatomy
0: that is the middle is so horrifically depressing that it should be like a quirky coming of age film yeah. yet for some reason it's a sitcom yeah it's same with young Sheldon. It's actually so darkly depressing in its portrayal of like the boring middle people of the world. Of the United States, not the world. Mm. Normal people aren't like that. Um like just Midwestern is the T V show. Mm. That like every time I watch an episode of the middle I just come away from it wanting to die. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't want it's to have out out seen that. Sitcom. You need you need some cartoonism in those worlds. That's why the Malcolm in the middle worked so much better than that did because.
0: Worked better than Frankie Muniz's brain.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, uh
0: I, I don't even have any hate to justify that <laughs> shitty, <laughs> rude line. No, too fast, too soon. What? <laughs> A car accident or something? Yeah. Racing cars? From Riskers.
1: From Cars. Um, yeah, I challenge you to get through an episode of The Good Doctor because it he hams up the autistic character if you can like beyond him playing like being a good Fre- actor pretty yeah beyond him playing a believable autistic person and being able to do this and that as an actor he, for them to have let him make the choice and then lean into it so much that his voice just sounds like this every time he explains something he talks like this and then he does this and then he talks about this, but in a slightly higher like version of that. So he sounds pained when he's talking, but when so it's you combine like that with a TV
0: a d- show about an asshole you met on the internet, he's
1: not even an asshole. He's like um, painfully sheltered, kind of autistic child prodigy, uh, like progeny kind of in a medical field capacity, where he's solving amazing things but because he has to explain himself from a medical standpoint. And it sounds like he's about to cry every time he says a word, but that word is 16 syllables long.
0: Who's that for?
1: No one. It's just
0: frustrating. The, the average Midwestern type bullshit people don't even believe autism exists.
1: It's not. It's so frustrating to sit through. I don't, like the I Jenny can't... McCarthy crowd. <laughs> so you combine that approach of a, of a character with several like beautiful doctors um who can't can't focus on the task at hand at any given time because they're too in love with themselves or their emotions um Uh, happening all around them at any given time so the challenge no so the challenge is uh autistic doctor has to learn how to be slightly less autistic uh actual doctors need to learn how to shut the fuck up and do their job the show Uh, like everyone's got a lesson to learn Like Autistic Doctor Uh, is great. Does this not just just...
0: have three quarters of the cast of Grey's Anatomy on it?
1: That's what I think. They just look like um, bland, white, or ethnically Uh. ambiguous nobodies starring in a um, David Shaw-like kind of show.
0: This looks like a comedy.
1: Yeah, it looks like the type of show that the trailer. Should...
0: He's not even looking at people. He's looking in a straight line over everyone's head with his head. That's
1: all back he and... does. <laughs> but he does it with this kind of voice. Like, you have to translate. It seems like a skit, like a fake spinoff that you'd see in a behind-the-scenes yeah. episode of Children's Hospital. Like I'm, I'm waiting. It's not
2: unfixable.
1: Yeah,
0: but they. You, you have to not give up on love. It it does feel more like children's hospital. Then. Is, is this a... So this is a... Is this an adaptation of a movie with Orlando Bloom? In it?
1: No, it's an adaptation of a Korean soap opera. Ah.
0: Yeah. The US is reaching out to... Because there is an Orlando Bloom movie called The Good Doctor.
1: Oh, really? I just feel like I watch it, I'm expecting like Mulali as a crippled um, chief of medicine to come out and just say something ridiculous through like um, Coke bottle glasses. But it never happens. It's just so bad. Orlando Blue?
0: Yeah, so this is about a young doctor goes to unconscionable extremes in order to remain in the service of a female patient with a kidney disorder.
1: Oh, and so I was a little bit confused doctor
0: thinks girl that's hot and kind of goes too far with But I was also confused by the poster
1: because he that has the same decent. Yeah, but he's got the same haircut as Freddie Highmore's character Yeah, in, in, so, which
0: is why I thought it's the Freddie Highmore thing, just an adaptation
1: No, sure. it's just um, unnecessarily I oh, had a budget of $6 million and made $5,000 oh,
0: <gasps> oh,
1: Holy shit
0: How does that work?
1: It's a, and it's a thriller as well those usually make money sometimes da- like for the most part
0: depends how much they're probably to be yeah. I know, fuck I was just going to say something oh
1: okay it got <laughs> relatively uh, good reviews but like what, how can you only make five thousand dollars oh that hurts
0: is it the d- character in Death Stranding called Die Hardman just wears a skull mask on his face at all times because he like can't cope with the actions he's done in the past because he screwed over Mads Mickelson. Right. But the first time you're shown the mask, it's being worn by the president, mm. and it's not explained why she's wearing it. Or that she gave it to him. <laughs> or whether that is, in fact, the same mask. Oh, wow. It's just kind of like, well, is it a that?
1: Oh, man. The director of the Good Doctor movie that we just found doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, what's the name of the... What's the old man that I like to talk about? Van der Herzog. Van der Herzog. So did you hear... um, I'm
1: sorry, I just want the Good Doctor TV show to suddenly recast Freddie Highmore with Werner Herzog playing an autistic child. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. I could suddenly watch a German man talk to a cast of idiots about their uh, idiotic uh, diagnoses.
0: It's not my fault I'm autistic. (laughs) Uh, So Werner Herzog found out that Jon Favreau and the other show were actually going to take it out and replace him with CG. You're cowards.
2: Cowards.
0: <laughs> and then apparently on set he would just hang out with and talk to the baby Yoda puppet as though he was like discussing lines and shit. Yeah, I read that.
1: It's like he's trying to give him tips and things.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> he, he's. I, how how is he clearly a massive troll, but he's also just seems like the most self serious person you've ever met. Uh, he's
1: just found he's committed to the bit in all the best ways.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and I feel but he like gives but he Hollywood gives people the time of him enough to make an annoying parody of him.
1: Yeah. But like he gives people just the time good. of day as well. Like he'll be in, like he'll show up to interviews with randoms, like, like not randoms, but like people who he probably shouldn't give a shit about talking to in terms of just having a, an article written about you for whatever reason or just have an interview with somebody about something but he still does that kind of shit and so there's this guy that showed him the Paul F. Tompkins version of Werner Herzog. Yeah, saw yeah.
2: That.
0: he's like, it's it close. It's pretty good, good, good
1: but uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> mm. Okay, this might just become Wired Shut with, um, with Werner Herzog at some
2: point.
1: I'll be okay with that. Alright, this has been Wired Shut.
0: Well, this sets us up so that the next episode, when we're both in the same place after after a very long time, will yeah, be episode 69. 69.
1: And it's just gonna be called Nice.
0: <laughs>
1: nice yeah i mean i've got my computer desk like lined up against the wall with my, like my setup i'm thinking i'm going to drag it out to the middle of this um this room that i've commandeered for podcasting and turn it into a and actually we can sit on either side of a table and actually talk to each other or sit on either side of the Sweet. room and talk to each other with every, all the recording equipment in the middle
2: Sounds good. Rather than
1: us just awkwardly muscled into the same area, looking at the same screens, trying to have a conversation, while not trying to like spit over each other's microphones unnecessarily.
0: Back in the good old days, we never looked at the same screens. Do we? we? Basically, had a computer in front of us. Yeah, and we, we just tried to in our own thing. Yeah, yeah. Them's were the good old days. Mm. The good old days.
1: All right, there's yeah. been wide shut. You can find us on all the usuals um yep. stay tuned for uh, episode 69 live in Wellington
0: um
2: yes
1: yeah and uh, we'll he's take it to the host streets yeah
0: have slogan your host Logan he's been your
1: host Jesse. Yeah. and we'll just uh we'll see you next time on the streets
2: we're just going to billy Ari on the streets at yeah all right Oi.